Welcome back uh, to In the Car with Bark. We're uh, we're rolling. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. Yeah, rolling, 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 rolling. Come on. So yeah, you're gonna really have to enjoy other things I do to enjoy this podcast in any way, shape, or form. But let's go with it. Uh, I want to talk about something that's a little funky today. I don't like that camera angle, honestly. I kind of like this one better. I don't know. It's all fine. But we're going to talk about the the way your attractions change. The way my attractions change. This is all my perspective, you know. I, a lot of people aren't going to be able to relate. A lot of uh, men my age, and women my age for that matter, they go for the young ones. I know a lot of people that really want that 20-some-year-old girlfriend or boyfriend. And uh, that's that's just what they desire. You know, I I understand that to a point. I do. Like, but I also do not. I don't understand it because I, as a, now I'm married. You know, every everything's wonderful in marriage land. And I mean that. Like, the, the woman I am married to is the one. She always was the one. I met her when I was young. And I can go into that story. If you want that story, you know. Drop a comment. I'll tell you the whole story of how my marriage came to be because it is actually a really solid story. Good enough for a rom-com or good enough for just a rom. It's a, it's a it's a pretty cool story. But me and my wife, everything's great. She's literally just like me in so many ways. The biggest difference between us is I like heavier music than she does. Now, don't get me wrong. She loves Nine Inch Nails. She loves old grunge. I'm kind of over, not over, I'll still listen to it, but like she will willingly listen to it more than me. Nine Inch Nails, though, different story. I'll listen to that at any given moment. Uh, but I like I like thrash, and I like prog rock, and I like heavy Mastodon. You know, I, I Spirit World, one of my new favorite freaking bands. Fucking amazing. Uh, but I, I like the heavier stuff. That's the biggest difference. Movies, uh, TV shows, opinions, morals, political leanings, so much more. We are so on the same page. Like, we are literally, and we are, uh, we're like part of the 24% in our area. We live in like 76% GOP country, conservative country. We're not conservatives at all, not even a little bit. But we're very, very much alike. So me talking about this. By no means means I am looking for any thing that I'm going to talk about in this because I'm good. Like I, I find my wife more attractive now at 40 than I did when we were in our teens, and that's not say that's not don't take that the wrong way, but I just do, and that's where I'll start. So you've got these people that are my age and they they younger, 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 younger. I couldn't imagine myself with someone in their 20s. I could not. Like, the maturity, generally, is not on par with someone that's in their 30s and 40s. Like, I feel like you really bloom as a human in your 30s. Just my opinion. So I could not... I feel like dating someone that's 20-something would be very similar to dating as a teen, and I definitely wouldn't be all about that. So, 
but where I want to go with this is when I was growing up, I remember specifically thinking, because I have always been hypersexual, as most men are, and as more women these days seem to be. I've got a theory about why women sometimes don't seem hypersexual. That quick theory is men are lazy. Uh, men are bums. Men think that coming is good enough for not only them, but their partner. Whether that's two minutes, five minutes, ten minutes into sex, they think that's enough. That's not true. Not generally. Like, foreplay is a thing. You should spend more time on foreplay than you are on actually having sex, in my opinion. But women get the short end of the stick because men are selfish pricks. Men are selfish pricks. Title of the podcast, probably. Men are selfish pricks. Men are ungiving selfish pricks. Seriously. I mean, that's no joke. Me being uh, less than uber attractive and not in shape, I learned you got to put some effort into shit. You know, you got to put some effort into shit. And then that effort all of a sudden turns into uh, wanting to put effort. It's, you know, it's the process is beautiful. But anyways, I, I am amazed at how much I do not find younger women attractive now. Because I remember having the specific thought as a late teen, early 20s, late 20s, early 30s even. I remember having the thought, like, how am I going to be attracted? I just realized my heater was full blast. That was probably some extra noise. How am I going to be into older women when I'm older? Am I going to be one of those guys that's, like, into nothing but younger women? And amazingly, in my case at least... And I assume in a lot of other cases, probably I would, I'd probably put a 50-50 on it. I actually, and I, I'm serious, I am kind of stunned, but I actually find women my age infinitely more attractive than women in their 20s. Be, I mean, that should be the way it is, honestly, because I'm at a certain point in my growth as a human and this nice gray stuff that has really filled out in the last few years, last two to three years. But I, I find I've always been a fan of real. I don't like fake body parts. I don't like plastic surgery. I don't like the strive for perfection. It never made sense to me. I was always that young guy that liked the girl next door real you know flawed there's nothing like flawed shouldn't even exist because there's beauty in everything the word flawed when it comes to bodies shouldn't exist i you know i like thicker you know when i'm looking like me and my wife are very big christy mack fans if you don't know who christy mack is she is a porn star and she is a fucking gorgeous thick-bodied amazing porn star and uh me and my wife are both fans of her i am fans of thicker women in general now my wife is not thick but she's a completely different breed of woman to me she's like the pinnacle the mecca and but 
always, always growing up, never really into thin, you know, always liked a woman that had voluptuous curves. To me, curves are, are amazing. And just, just wasn't into that 90s image. The, you remember the 90s supermodel image that everyone strives for? It was, it was like just enough chest and, you know, not any ass and no legs. It was very straight up and down with very subtle curve, very, very subtle curves. That was not my thing. And I never quite understood that because women to me just in their, just when they're not trying to look perfect is when they're most beautiful. Just my opinion. I love waking up to my wife in the morning because it's, there's something endearing about just seeing your wife in the morning. To me, it's fucking hot. It just is. Like, we're humans. We're flawed. We don't have to be perfect. Perfect shouldn't even be described by what perfect is described by. Like, you know, plastic surgery, not aging, not looking old. I personally, man, some of the hottest women that are, I guess I'll go famous, but, you know, are older are my age are older than my age i you know there's there's so many women like keanu reeves has this girlfriend and she has the most beautiful natural silver hair i've seen in quite some time and she's just beautiful like absolutely beautiful and i am surprised that i ever thought how am i going to be into older women because it's not a problem it's not a problem to view Drew Barrymore now. That was my crush when I was younger was Drew Barrymore. I, her in the boxing gloves, shirtless, like that, that picture, I had that stashed somewhere in my room. And I just, I absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. And I absolutely love her. She's just fantastic. And I think she's gorgeous today. And just that, those fine lines, those wrinkles, the just the life lived look you know I think it's absolutely just gorgeous I really do and then I see you know younger females in Hollywood or in sports or this or that and I'm just nothing like there's just nothing I can I can like you know I can compliment their beauty as a 27 year old but it's you know it's not for me like, I could see someone like Florence Pugh is very beautiful, in my opinion. I think that's her name, right? Girl in the Black Widow, girl in the Hawkeye show. Like, she's beautiful, but she's much younger. And it, it's not like something in a, theoretically, if I was single and I could be with Florence Pugh, it'd be like, nah, you know, I'm, I'm too, I'm in a different place in my life. And, and I actually, maybe Florence Pugh when she's 38, 42, maybe then maybe then but I just I feel that attraction level and I'm like it's a cool curiosity to life like is this going to be this way when I'm 60 like am I you know is that going to be is that what I'm going to notice on television and you know just 60 year old women are they going to be the new hotness I hope so because that should be that should be the natural progression of things honestly like again my wife is 40 
and she's more attractive to me now than she's ever been. And there's there's other, you know, I'll I'll, I'll talk about other women. My me and my wife's very cool about this kind of stuff. I I don't like the social media aspect uh, of what this person seems to be. But my God, Gina Carano, Gina Carano now especially, like I'm pretty sure she's in her 30s, probably late 30s maybe even. But Gina Carano to me is a stone cold stunner. You know, she is just gorgeous to me. I wish, I wish I could still see her in the Mandalorian because that show was amazing. And I think she should still be on the Mandalorian. I, I, even though I'm very left leaning, which I hate to even say, cause I hate putting a label of politics, anything politics related, like any kind of label. I hate that shit, honestly. But, uh, I just, I, I think she should still be there. I don't, I don't think she did anything that was crazy enough to not be on that show. I, I think she should still be there, but that's just a, that's an opinion. And I don't like the things she says. I, I don't, I don't like what she puts on social media and I don't like the conspiracy stuff and the stolen election stuff. Like I'm sure there's, there's a lot of things that come true conspiracy wise. And there's a lot of things we don't know, but to take anything as fact when you don't actually know, I think is silly. To rely on someone else's word unless you, without a shadow of a doubt, know their character. Which means you have to know them and have spent ample time with them getting to know who they are and if you can actually trust them. Most people you cannot trust. Just the facts. You can't trust most people. But I, I, I hate that Gina Carano has that train of thought. But it is what it is. It's it's different strokes, different folks. We're all different people. You know, we all get manipulated in ways. I'm sure I'm manipulated in ways by, you know, I it just, you just don't know. You know, you can only go with your gut. You can only go with what seems logically correct at times. And, uh, yeah, Gina Carano, though. I watched Haywire, for God's sakes. That's, I just, she's the bee's knees to me. Kat Dennings. Kat Dennings is one of those for me, you know, like that's very girl next door, you know, very like Kat Dennings and two broke girls, very girl next door, very normal, very but, but beautiful. And I just, I really think it's cool. I really, really find it really cool that I'm not one of those sorry, uh, gross old guys. I'm saying it more for the fun of it than I am really meaning it because love should also know no age if it's, if it's real. You know, absolutely it shouldn't. But then I see, like, Dolph Lundgren from the Rocky movies. And he's got some 20-year-old girlfriend, like, early 20s. And he's, like, 70. Like, that's fucked up to me. If they love each other, my opinion of it being fucked up shouldn't matter. But to me, from the outside looking in, not knowing either one of them or seeing their love or lack thereof, it's, uh, it's fucked up to me. It's fucked up. I don't, I don't, uh, no, no super judgment, just fucked up to me. I'm not going to pretend I know if it's, you know, right or wrong for them. Just to me, from my perspective, fucked up. But, yeah, Olivia Wilde, big Olivia Wilde fan, until recently. Till recently. Now, now, like, which leads me to another thing. I don't know Olivia Wilde. She may be cool as hell, but from all intents and purposes, it looks like she's a little bit of an asshole. 
when I know of an attractive person being an asshole, they get a lot less attractive to me. And if I see someone that's physically less attractive than what I normally would be into, a personality can make someone more attractive. It literally can change your perspective visually, in my opinion. It just, it, it, it's a magical thing. It's the reason we should know people. It's the reason we shouldn't, you know, when single, see a girl, think she's gorgeous, get together with her and just lock right into a long relationship. Like, if her personality sucks, it's not going to work. No matter how physically gorgeous she is. And vice versa. I know a, a guy that I used to work with that uh, is married to a girl he had no interest in. Zero interest, interest in as we were growing up. And uh, he was physically unattracted to her. But they were friends. And I'm somewhere along the line, that physical attraction grew because of that mental attraction and I don't know 100% but I'm pretty sure they're very happy and that that's so a thing that is so much a thing like you should never just go off the physical aspect of things like it, it goes for celebrities too like sometimes I see people and they, they get ugly as I get to see more of who they are or they get more beautiful as you get to see more of who they are just gotta focus not be blinded by the shallowness of your eyes, I guess you could say. But yeah, that was, uh, this may be a short one because I'm, well, I'll, I'll talk a little more about people's craziness, but that's a very cool thing to me. And if you experience that, if you think that people your age are more attractive than people younger than you that are adults, sickos, you know, drop your comments down below. Because I'm curious. I mean, this is something I don't really hear people talk about. I don't hear people talk about, you know, attraction. Usually it's just glorified in America that younger is more attractive. And I totally disagree. It just, it's dependent on your age, or at least in my case it is. And in my opinion, it makes sense for it to be. But I'll switch gears real quick because I watched a video earlier. Drop those comments down below about attraction. Just very curious. I mean, some people may literally just be attracted to someone that's 10 years up or down. I don't know. You know, I'm not going to judge if you're attracted to younger humans or aliens. Who doesn't want a fucking alien? Everybody does. But... I watched a video earlier. This is a gravel road. I apologize for the extra noise. And there's so many people that have been swept up in the new satanic panic, which is the, uh, you know, Hollywood eating children and all this shit. You know, people that are famous being in the Illuminati and all that, all that jazz. Now, is there potential fire from that smoke maybe again i'm not ever going to pretend that i know everything because i don't this is a noisy ass road but i saw a video earlier and it was about jay-z and it was like it was suggested to me i don't follow this dude 
But this dude is like a, a obviously very Christian, which which makes it, you know, the word Christian is such a false pretense for good, in my opinion. But this guy was definitely a Christian, and he was talking about how Jay-Z sacrificed Aaliyah for Beyonce. Basically, like, Beyonce couldn't get to the top of fame with Aaliyah in the way. Now, I remember Aaliyah was kind of blowing up. Like, Queen of the Damned, I own that movie. She was extremely attractive to me as a young man, and I watched that movie quite a bit. I uh, also liked Aaliyah's music, but I don't remember Aaliyah being super blown up, but this is also uh, the dawn of internet time. You know, we didn't have her in our face on a computer all the time. But, like, the, the, the thing the guy was talking about was, like, basically Jay-Z had to get rid of Beyonce. Or had to get rid of Aaliyah to get Beyonce the proper amount of fame. And something to do with, like, Jay-Z really wanted to be with Aaliyah. I don't even know. It was, it was just a total, it was kind of a garbage-ass video. Now, would I discount? the video completely no because I have seen things about the plane being sketchy and but you don't know you know you just don't know and I would you should probably not dive deep enough into theories that you're going to maybe agree with them on a video I don't know it's 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 a it's a slippery slope because once you start doing that, you're going to fall for more and more of that stuff that's just unproven or yet to be proven. But I can tell you one thing, you doing a YouTube video about that subject, not going to prove anything. You're not going to open up a cold case with that. It's just not going to happen. So in my opinion, that, that stuff is damaging. I think that stuff is damaging because you watch that video next thing you know you're you know watching conspiracy theories about Hillary Clinton eating children and Hollywood this and Hollywood that which Hollywood you know we've, we've already seen that it's kind of sick that's bred from power so I'm sure if there was some kind of secret cabal or organization that was running things behind the scenes it's, it's probably in that arena probably in that Hollywood and, and famous arena but you, you don't think my, my take on this is like you don't think somebody's going to be open about it and speaking about it more like Kanye doesn't fucking count man Kanye doesn't count because Kanye doesn't make a bit of fucking sense so him talking about this stuff doesn't really count I have a hard time like the only people I've seen that talk about this kind of stuff that are celebrities are very questionable celebrities. Now, were they made questionable by the dirt on them on social media? Maybe that's part of it, but my eyes see Kanye West in public and some of the things Kanye West has done, and I instantly discredit him. Sorry for you conservatives out there. My eyes see Donald Trump, the shit he says, the mannerisms of his face, his reactions to things, and I just, to me, he is a piece of shit human. That's just my take. Like, to me, he doesn't pass the eye test of 
And I again, I just got done talking about attraction and don't just believe your eyes, but it's different when it comes to personalities because social cues are massive in my book. Like if you can't read social cues and you can't figure out who's fucking with you, lying to you, deceitful, like you're going to be in trouble your whole life. Guy like Donald Trump, it was always obvious to me like this guy is never going to be fully honest and always going to be out for him and him primarily. Uh, he just knows how to, you know, he knows how to look angry and get people to be like, yeah, me too. That's what he does. You know, you, the greatest people that have, uh, not greatest, I'm sorry. Well, the greatest cult leaders are ones who know how to speak to spark that ignition in you to get you to be like, you know what? They're right. I'm fucking angry too. And, uh, that's, that's what, that's what the conspiracy thing does. When you put out those videos, you're going to get people believing you because a, especially now, because you're an everyday person, you're an everyday normal person that's making this video spouting conspiracy stuff. People are going to get on board because you're normal. And then when you're normal and you post celebrities talking about or hinting about conspiracy stuff, you're going to get people to fall down that rabbit hole even quicker. It's just kind of a, it's a game. It's a bit of mind manipulation. Again, some of these things end up true and I, I accept that, but because some of them do a very small percentage. So, you know, if you, you're, you have a hundred thousand dollars and you put that hundred thousand dollars on a bet it's the only hundred thousand dollars you have your chances of winning that bet are less than one percent how many of you out there would place that bet so in turn if one percent or less than one percent of conspiracy theories have been proven true why would you make that bet and turn into a conspiracy theorist why would you make that bet and run your friends and family away sorry political again but the uh, QAnon shit man so many people have, have just been disconnected I'm one of them like I, there, I have some family members I don't talk to because they believe that shit and you, I can't talk to them because that's all they want to talk about so it's created a divide and a rift and it's you have to make a choice like do I keep try like you can't dig them out most of them you can't dig them out only thing that's going to dig people out of those holes is when it's fully disproven or when they finally see something that's like okay this doesn't go with any of the QAnon shit that I've been believing in like they've, they've got to figure it out for themselves you can't have an argument with a conspiracy theorist or a QAnon person you're not you're not going to get through to them. It's not going to work. They have to figure that shit out for themselves. Or, as terrible as this sounds, if they're happy being that person, if, if being a conspiracy theorist or Q believer is, is, what, is the only thing that's ever given them happiness in their life, all right. I mean, we all have the right to be happy. We should all be happy. But to me, I would just think it just drags you down into a 
a hateful place because they're all so convinced that everyone famous is eating children that the hate comes out and they feel like they have to stop them and that's when or you know they people buy into the rhetoric of you know uh, the LGBTQ stuff like being actually threatening to them somehow and that's when violence happens you know afraid of what you don't know it's like QAnon folks are afraid of the unknown Hollywood celebrities that are eating children good times good fucking times I don't know to me it's like I'm about to pull in I'm about to be done with the podcast but stay in your lane you know stay in your lane if we could just focus on I've said it a million times I'm a broken record too you'll you'll come to find that out if we could just stick with being kind you know stick with being kind stick with doing kind acts get off the internet help people around you to me it just seems so much more productive than being a voice amongst the thousands of QAnon people or a voice amongst the thousands of we didn't land on the moon people or flat earth people like man of all the things you could spend your life doing why that why that because you're not getting anywhere. You're not proving anyone wrong. You're not proving anyone right. You're just, you're not getting anywhere. You're a hamster on a wheel that is going nowhere. That's making no mark at all anywhere. None. I'll see you guys next time.